Hello. Bonjour. <laughs> Yasu. This is so stupid. Komichiwa. Bonjour. You know what? Fuck it. Hello, and welcome back to the Loud and Proud Podcast. I'm your host, Crisscross Applesauce. <laughs> that wasn't even an accent. <laughs> I don't know why I try. One day, one day, I'm just going to have learned a bunch of accents, and that's it. My shows are destroyed. That's it. It's just going to be pure accents. <sighs> I don't know why, but this episode has been so hard to record. Like, it's not like I've tried recording this episode. I haven't been able to even have the motivation to record this fucking episode. And I don't know what it is. I think it's just been, it's just been, I've been so busy the last two weeks. And then on top of that, I've just been so triggered. And I know, like, I don't use the word triggered loosely, but I legitimately have been so triggered with how COVID's being handled, with the lack of a vaccine, with the prime minister, with the premier, with with everyone. Like, people, you know, lately, we've been having more people that I know, you know, we're messaging each other more about the shutdown and, like, what's going on and what's happening. And every time I think... I'm going to be able to have a normal human conversation about this. No, I start off good and then something sets me off. I think of something and then that's it. It's just a downward spiral. And then little do I know I've sent three paragraphs as to my feelings, (laughs) which isn't bad to communicate and have discussions with people, but like through text message, honey, yeah, so we're just going to keep going with the flow. We're going to find the positive in the day. We're going to smell the... Actually, I think it's about to rain. So we're going to f- smell that 50% chance of precipitation. <laughs> like, today's actually been a good day. Nothing really has happened so far. But I'm just excited to actually start recording this. Like, I have all these ideas. I don't even know what to start with. So we're just going to, we're going to just start with this because I've been dying to talk about TV shows and I don't think I'll be able to actually start talking about TV shows until I get through my love for Shonda Rhimes. (laughs) But I'll start off by saying this and then we'll get to Shonda. It's all, I am on topic. I'm not jumping just in case you're worried. I have lost motivation to watch any TV shows now. Like I never used to watch, I never, sorry, I never used to binge watch anything before the pandemic, like maybe once in a blue moon. But like this last year, I have, I don't like, I don't even want, just the thought of starting another show exhausts me mentally and physically. (laughs) I'm at that point where I rather like rewatch shows that have been finished because at least I'll know when it'll end (laughs) there is an ending whether it's been canceled or not um and you know i said didn't i think i started off by saying like i've run out of things to watch meanwhile i can name you at least four shows that um uh, that that i know i want to watch and that i or need to finish (laughs) like okay what shows are there there's watchmen there's Behind Her Highs. I think that's how it's what it's called. Um, the Flight Attendant and The Undoing. Two of those shows, Watchmen and The Undoing, I have started. 
I think in both cases, I watched the first two episodes. I'm practically going to have to start from the beginning because it's been so long since I've watched the first two episodes. So that'll be fun, rewatching things that I remember. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I just don't have any energy to watch them. Now, my love for Shonda comes in because this pandemic has allowed me to just rewatch everything. And I have finally finished my Shonda Rhimes binge watching. And I only say finally because the last show <laughs> that we I needed to finish was Scandal. And it was literally the one show that me and my sister said that we will watch and watch. Sorry, we will sit down and watch every episode together. There was literally not one episode. Actually, I lie. There's one episode she doesn't know I watched. It was one of those nights when we were just like hitting out like eight episodes in one night. And I remember we finished, it was like, it was like after seven episodes or something, right? We, we were like, she was like, I need to go to bed. And I looked at the clock and I was like, I can go to bed at 2 a.m. It's okay. <laughs> so she left and I like went upstairs to my room because she also was like, you're not watching. Like you are not going to watch this without me and I remember I was in my room in bed and I watched that episode just to get it out of my system because it started with a well first of all the storyline was getting really good and and then it started off with an episode where it was like lovers of liberty and every time I hear lovers of liberty I know that it's gonna be like we're gonna be in for a ride so <laughs> And if you watch the show, you'll get what I mean. If you don't stay confused, go watch Scandal right now. It wouldn't be in the first or second season. I think season three is kind of where that starts with the lovers of liberty. But you'll get what I mean. Um, <laughs> but honestly, Scandal took us like six fucking months to finish. So the fact that we finally, finally got to see how it ended was um, was amazing. You know, <laughs> I don't know why I ended that sentence. I, I, I completely lost my train of thought. Um, well, I did say I was going to talk about my love for Shonda. So my love for Shonda started on Thursdays um, on ABC. Um, <laughs> actually, my first episode that I ever watched was Grey's Anatomy. Um, and I started watching... Well, I, I watched the first episode that I watched. I only watched it because there was like a commercial with um, and it was basically Demi Lovato that was going to guest star. And I was like, oh, Demi. So I said, OK, I'll give the show a chance. And um, I literally watched that episode. And I remember there was a separate storyline and this man's child dies. The details I don't remember. All I remember was literally saying to myself, yo, this man looks like he is going to shoot up the place two episodes later the commercial for the season finale comes on and who is shooting up the hospital that father and so i watched that season finale episode and then from there on i was just hooked and then i will never forget like i saw the commercial for scandal and literally if you watch the commercial for just the first episode of scandal like the season premiere that commercial in itself literally was screaming 
screaming hit. And then I started watching it and that was it. Like it was downhill from there. I was invested. I think Scandal is my favorite Shonda Rhimes show. How to get how to get away with murder or like Viola Davis says, how to get away with murder. Was there a difference? I feel like there was. I feel like there was more how to get away with murder. <laughs> Um, how did that show, the how to get with murder show was so good. I didn't realize how good it was until like, I had watched the first season, every episode. And then after that, I would like miss episodes here and there. And then it turned me off because you fucking miss an episode. You miss a fucking lot. So <laughs> it would piss me off because, again, college started. So um, last summer on Netflix when season six got added, I literally was like, screw it. Actually, I lied. I didn't even watch the first season. I said, fuck it. I've seen the first season. People have talked about the first season way too much. <laughs> I was start from two. And I was actually very surprised and very happy because I used to hate season two. But I knew I'd love season three. So I actually ended up really liking season two and obviously so on and so on. And that season finale of How to Get It With Murder. Like, I, if you didn't cry, if you didn't cry, I think you need to see somebody. I, this is not coming from any medical licensed experienced person. But I've watched enough Dr. Phil who, just side note, I mean, I do, I hate Dr. Phil. <laughs> So that's what adds it. Like, I hate Dr. Phil as a person. The show sucks me in. I haven't watched his talk show in God knows how long, but the YouTube clips, they fucking suck you in. And I said I wasn't going to be cursing a lot. And I here I am, barely into this episode, and I'm already like cursing like a sailor. Anyways, how to get with murder? If you didn't cry at that finale, I think you didn't get enough hugs as a child. Because, like, I don't know how you couldn't be, I don't know how you could be emotionally stable watching that season finale. Um, <laughs> but Scandal is my favorite. Yeah, we're going to go back to Scandal because Scandal was my favorite because literally after one episode, I would feel like I'm in I'm command. After one episode, like after just watching an episode, if you tried to, like if someone pissed me off, I, and I was like off the rails, like I was still withdrawing from that episode. I would literally put you to a place. I would probably have a whole speech and put you to your place because I had just watched an episode of Scandal. Like it, it, like it motivated me. That was an English. That was not an English word. It motivated me to like take command. I don't know what, what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to verbalize my feelings and like the way I was feeling inside and I can't do it. I can't. I'm not a writer. I'm not a poet. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But I will say, with all her shows, though, like, actually, I haven't watched Private Practice. I don't think it's available on anything, but I feel like nobody remembers Private Practice, so it's okay if I didn't watch it. Although there are actors on there that I like. But overall, all her shows, like, and there are shows that she's been a part of that, like, we aren't part of like her famous Shonda Thursdays. It is the little details that make, that make her shows, hmm? that make her shows so amazing. Like the casting, like when you watch her show, 
I never think like when I watch her show, I never think to myself, Ooh, they could have picked someone else. Nope. Like I know, I know some shows also do it really well, but you know how you watch a show or a movie and it literally looks like they were trying hard to be so relevant. Like you can tell that they, they, they hired people for the sake of saying they were diverse. Like it was diverse casting. And it's so sad when you see that because it, it has nothing to do with the diversity. It's just like the person they selected, whether it's white or whatever, it's just poorly casted. <laughs> and I was trying to think of an example and it's bad because I, every time I think of an example, my go-to is always 13 reasons why. And I don't give a shit what you say after the first th- season, 13 reasons why was one of the stupidest dumbest. I don't know what parent if, Oh, if I was a parent and I knew my child wanted to watch 13 reasons why I would put like parental controls. If I could, on Netflix to prevent them from watching 13 Reasons Why. It was so stupid It was the, from the writing, from the casting. I could literally recreate. I could have done a better job. Not the first season. The first season that was actually based off the book, you know, was a pretty good season. It was actually a really good season. Um, and I could look, you know, I could, you know, put the horrible character actors choices aside and the horrible acting aside because you know it was written so well because it was the fucking book (laughs) again i gotta stop with the cursing but back on to the positive with shonda i never look at that and i know that like when i hear shonda's gonna be on there like be a part of a show i know it's gonna be amazing and i know that like i said there's other shows that do it so well but i feel like shonda was always the trailblazer you know like i don't really i can't think of anyone that we refer to as like you know whether it's regarding race whether it's regarding sexual orientation whether it's just regarding different sexes like her storylines have always been modern and relatable and like you watch it because you can see a part of yourself in her shows right or you can relate to it to a degree you know what i'm saying and also side note i don't know if you guys know this but you want to know if you don't you want to know why she left abc that network that literally I'm sure she could have like spent the rest of her life there and just cashed in on her millions. I remember, I think when was this like back in like 2020 of, I don't know, September, October, maybe. And I only remember the month because I know I wanted to start my podcast in October, but I was like really getting lazy. (laughs) And I remember one of the first stories I wanted to talk about in the episode was why she left ABC because it came out that she had requested like two, I guess like some two special passes uh, to like Disneyland or Disney world that she wanted to give. I, if I remember correctly, it was like two or four and um, ABC didn't give them to her (laughs) or like, I guess I'm going to move the mic people. If it makes a noise, I apologize. I'm trying to be aware, but apparently Disney didn't give her the passes and she basically left for that reason. And then she signed off with Netflix, which 
probably was a smart move because she did what she could already on network television. Might as well have the freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. And you already have a fan base and a following. And, and yeah, like Bridgerton was amazing. I loved it. Okay. Like the storylines are like in comparison might not be as like intricate, but compared to like a lot of Netflix's created shows, I would say it was really good. Um, and for the same reasons why I loved all the other episodes, because just the whole experience, the music, people, oh my God. First of all, on Bridgerton, I swear, <laughs> I swear there was like an Ariana Grande song and like a Taylor Swift song being done by that orchestra. And I loved it. I remember being like, is that Taylor Swift? Anyways, there was a joke, but. It sounded stupid in my head, so I'm not going to say it out loud. (laughs) But now that we're talking about music, you know, um, I don't know about you guys, but you know when you, like, listen to a song and, okay, sometimes when I listen to music, I can literally picture, and it's not a music video, like, I can literally picture how it would maybe be done and, like, a TV show or movie or just in real life, like reflection of my own real life of how I would imagine that song being played in the background. Um, actually, before I give the example, I'm going to give an easy example, an easy example. And it, from the day I've heard this song, you know, Billie Eilish's um, song, bad guy from the second I hear it. I always think to myself, you know where movies or TV shows are having like a sex montage? Like either the same couples having, you know, sex multiple times, like on different days and sometimes on, the, you know, multiple times of the same day. Or like there's like a TV show where like that's the episode that just everybody's having sex at the end of the episode. <laughs> to, you know, like screw out, you know, the their sexual tension and, you know, frustrations with the world. Well, when I hear Bad Guy from the moment it starts... I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, damn. Okay, so from the moment it starts, you know, it the scene always starts off like at the entryway of the apartment or house, you know, like the jacket comes off and they start kissing. Then you, then there's a clip, you know, one of them pushes them onto the wall and then like, there's a quick clip of them like still making out, but trying to go up the stairs. And then, you know, there's a quick, clip of them like zoomed up on the female's arm and like her blouse is like sliding down her arm or you know (laughs) and like mind you all these scenes are like happening like within seconds right (laughs) why am i talking about this oh i need some water (laughs) let me grab my glass Okay. When's this pandemic over? <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Okay, okay. Back to the the real song that I wanted to refer to. Only because only because um Oh my god, I got a text message. My phone's been down. It literally says no service. Sorry. Today's the day that like <laughs> Today's the day that there's been no service for um for Rogers or Fido. 
So the fact that I eventually got a text message, but it literally says I have no cell service. Um, <laughs> anyways, I only grabbed my phone because I needed to find a song. You know that song, You'll Never Find? Um, actually, I think it's a much longer title. Yeah, it's uh, You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine by Lou Rawls. Well, um, you know, it goes like, You'll never find dun, 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 another love like mine. <laughs> you know, he has like a really deep voice. Someone who loves you. Like, <laughs> oh, God, I really have to stop singing on this show. But anyways, he has an intro where like, actually, the intro for this song is like a good 40 seconds of just pure instrumental and in those 40 seconds alone every time i listen to the song i picture like a scene or a show like a movie or show where there's like a banquet hall right and like your ex just happens to be there and like the instrumental goes like um dun 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 <laughs> And, like, the doors open, right? And I walk in. And it's October, so I'm wearing, like, a long black coat. It's unzipped. So when those double doors open, yes, there's someone that opens the double doors. Like, the wind just, like, blows my coat back. And as I enter, I see Susan and Carol. And I smile. And I wave. <laughs> but I decide, from after saying hi to them, I decide to go to the bar furthest from me and why do i do that to make a motherfucking entrance that's why so how do i do it you start by walking across that dance floor get to the bar i order my double jack and coke okay i grab it oh you know what this doesn't make any sense without the music <laughs> so let me put up the volume okay it's just the instrumental part, so I shouldn't be copywriting anything. <laughs> right? Okay. So you see how the double doors open now? Right? I walk in. The wind blows. Hey, Susan. Hey, Carol. I, like, it's a smile and a wave. You know, you do the smile wave and a nod. Now I'm walking across the dance floor. I'm basically strutting without strutting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, all eyes are on me, okay? Now, I walk up to the bartender. I say, I double Jack and Coke, or a gin and tonic, depending on how I'm feeling. I take the glass, I turn around, and I see my ex, and you'll never find. <laughs> starts, he starts saying, <laughs> I think I messed up, but basically, when he says, you'll never find, I take a sip from my drink and who do I lock eyes with my ex whether they're alone or whether they're with somebody who fucking knows but that's how every time I hear that song just that instrumental I think of I think of that <laughs> okay hopefully you're still with me I realize I've gone on about this a lot but you know what if this has been healthy this has been good we've now introduced this topic I know I've talked about tv shows before or movies before but I feel like I need to get this love for Shonda before I start talking about shows that I actually like. Because I can't start it without Shonda. And if anybody's friends with Shonda Rhimes, tell her I say hi. And tell her 
<laughs> tell her I'm a big fan and that like, yeah. So we're going to move on. <laughs> I have a great show for you guys. Like I said, a lot has happened. I'm, I'm not ejaculating with hot headlines. I'm never going to say that again after this one. We're just going to say I have a bunch of hot headlines. Yes, it is that time for Hot Headlines. Um, Before I proceed, I do want to say thank you to everyone that has supported my podcast. Yes, I just hit the microphone. And whether you are just joining us or if you've been here for a while, um, thank you. But please remember, I'm available on Spotify, Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio. So, I mean, you're already fucking at that page. So just, you know, follow, rate, like, comment, whatever you can do. I mean, have a damn heart. Thank you kindly. <laughs> wow, I think that's the fastest I've ever gone through this. Okay, we're we're gonna take these these gain seconds and add it to the show, guys. All right, let's start off with some good news. Yes, some happy news actually. Um, congratulations to Macaulay Culkin and Brenda Song on the birth of their first child, Dakota. Both Brenda and the baby are good and healthy, which is obviously always great to hear, especially during these pandemic times but y'all on instagram and twitter really went in on how shocked you were about this i mean i didn't know that she was pregnant i'll give you all that but i have known that they've been together since 2017 i mean they met on a movie that i never heard of nor have i ever seen (laughs) but i'll tell you why you guys are shocked you guys are shocked because you still thought macaulay culkin was a crackhead I said it there. <laughs> Trust me. I remember the photos and we all know what photos. I, well, at least for me, I just assumed everybody when they hear Macaulay Culkin, there's a few, there's like maybe three things. There's obviously home alone, right? His young self. Then there's the photo of him looking like a complete crackhead. And I'm assuming what was a paparazzi shot. Um, I don't know what the third one is, to be brutally honest with you. Maybe it's this photo with Brenda Song. I don't know why I said three. Three just made sense in my head, but I guess it's just two things. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, you know, just le- give let the man be happy. <laughs> All right. You know, because there were people that were shocked about how he could get a girl like Brenda. Like, okay, fine. Yes, I was a little Confucius about how that worked. Because, like, you know, like, sometimes there's just two people that don't make sense. But the fact that they've been together since 2017, I just allowed it to make sense in my mind. I was just like, okay. But with your rude-ass comments, y'all forgetting before Brenda, he was with uh, Mila Kunis for years. Yes, the Mila Kunis that was on that 70s show and, you know... She's done movies and she's married. Now she's actually married with children with Ashton Kutcher. So I guess Macaulay Culkin wasn't the one. But I only remember it because actually I think they were together when Michael Jackson died. Because I was following everything Michael Jackson that summer. And I just remember people saying Mila Kunis and Macaulay Culkin were there. And I'm just being like, they're together? But I think that was before... Yeah, that was just before she had done Black Swan. So her career, like, she didn't really become an A-list celebrity yet. 
Sorry, Macaulay, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, sometimes when these celebrities become an A-list, they just realize, wow, you know, the doors are open. The floodgates have opened. She can now get whoever she wants. And then she went with Ashton. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Listen, Ashton is Ashton. As a person, eh, if it works, it works. Whatever. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but I am not going to shit on Macaulay Culkin, okay? I'm happy for him. Love happens in all places. At least he'll never be home alone anymore. But yes. I've been holding that one in. That's why I wanted to start with the stupid story. <laughs> it's not stupid. It's actually a good story. But, you know, I, I, I've been dying to say that one. So, okay, we're going to move on. Because I'm not going to waste any more time on Macaulay Culkin. Congratulations. There's really nothing else to share. Um, aside from y'all just being real shady. Um, in other love news, though. So, Colton Underwood was trending on Twitter at, like, 9-something in the morning. And how do I remember this? Because it just so happened I went on my phone. I went onto Twitter to check if what was going on. Because I was half awake working. And <laughs> I remember seeing... Colton Underwood and being like, wait, is Carrie Underwood's husband gay? <laughs> I know I laugh at my own jokes, but then I quickly remembered, oh no, wait, that's the virgin bachelor that I didn't care to watch because I figured if the only big thing you're promoting is that he's a virgin, that season's probably going to be boring. And it was, and <laughs> because I didn't watch it. And uh, so, yeah, well, Colton, yes, if, Y'all don't know, he had this big interview with Robin Roberts on Good Morning America, basically to announce that he's gay. Well, I don't think anyone was really shocked, and I'll tell you why. And I don't want to be that person, but I do believe, I do strongly believe that someone can save themselves from marriage, you know, can abstain from sex, even in today's day and age. I strongly believe that. However... And I don't want to, and, and this is not me claiming any gaydar. I don't even, I, I don't even think gaydar is a thing. I just believe I can read people and their character most of the time. And I'm telling you, and I feel like this one wasn't a hard one because I believe a lot of people believe we're, 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 would agree with this next statement. When I saw him talking about how, how he hadn't found the right person and, you know, he, and then he he he's like he's never really done anything with anyone. It never it never came off as authentic, you know, claiming to be a virgin and all that. It it, it didn't read through the TV screen as authentic. It always it always 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 looked like he had something else. Because I'm like sitting there telling me like you've never kissed anybody, you've never you know touched a naked body. Like I'm like you were a former NFL player. I'm sorry, but their reputation speaks for themselves. Okay, and yes, you know maybe not all football players are like that, but you know with the whole athlete men, you know way that you know athletes are, you know you're telling me you never kissed anybody. And you're, you know, super religious as well. So it was all very confusing. Now, I will say, you know, God bless his soul for making it, being a former NFL player. Because I think he got on the show when he was like, what, maybe 2017? Uh, 2017! Sorry. Uh, I think he was on the show when he was 27. 
I could be completely wrong, but that's just an age I came to my head, so I'm going to go with it. But I haven't watched the whole 13 minutes of the interview, and I was not shocked. Okay, the man, before he even did his announcement, he was gasping for air, basically. Like, I don't know who the audio per first, let's just talk about the audio person. I don't know who that person was, but, and I understand him being really nervous. I mean, you know, he's a reality star that's very religious, former NFL player. You know, he's coming out to the world as gay. It is very difficult. And, you know, he looked and sounded like he was talking quietly, but it sounded like that fucking microphone sensitivity was set to a million. I don't know how microphones work. I couldn't listen to him with all that breathing and saliva. I already knew what the speech was what was coming. You know, I didn't think, you know, when you first met him, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, sure. I never really thought of him as gay. I just thought, oh, something up with him. Like something, something. I thought maybe it was more shady. But when he started talking and huffing and puffing and I swear to God, I can hear the saliva. <sighs> it just, it's so irritating. It was like. It was like it was, I can't, and I don't even know if it really was him. I'm telling you, it was that audio person because Robin Roberts sounded perfectly fine. She, I didn't hear her huffing and puffing. <laughs> but, um, so, okay, we'll just get to his coming out. So after coming out, you know, I did have to read up on it. I wasn't going to watch the whole fucking thing, like I said. But he did say that he is the happiest he's ever been. You know, he felt he did feel at one point that he'd rather die than come out, which is I think something people need to like. These are the key words that people need to remember. These are the key sentences that people need to take in and realize that that's still going on to this day. But, you know, he did say he doesn't necessarily regret going on to The Bachelor, but he does regret dragging those women through the mud on the dra dragging those women through the mud on the show. And let me remind you, he was a contestant on The Bachelorette. I believe he had a moment on Bachelor in Paradise. That's what I read. I'd never watched Bachelor in Paradise, so I don't know. But he did have his own show, his own season, sorry, where he was The Bachelor. So, and actually, let's, let me just recap his season for a second. That's why I'm pausing. Because his season was so extra, it still makes my eyes roll. And I didn't even watch it. So, basically, one of the big moments was the final three uh well one of the final three uh what's her name uh uh casey uh randolph he was into her she started backing away being like mm, i don't really know about this so then he then dumps the other two girls somehow at some point in the show he hops over a fence i don't know where the fuck the fence came in then he talks cassie or casey into um staying and then they went on to be together for two years Sorry, that was dramatic. But yes, two years. Um, <laughs> God, I hope this sounds good. Um, oh, and it wasn't... Oh, by the way, it wasn't like it was a quiet two years. The way these two ended, um, I believe it was just last summer, their relationship ended where um, uh, they... Uh, there was a restraining order. Casey had filed a restraining order against him because apparently he was sending harassing text messages. He was showing up to her parents' home. Apparently, he even had a tracker on her car, which I didn't see the photos, but I had read that she had posted photos of this as well as proof. So what do we say about this? Well, people were mad. 
you know, about if he knew and if it wasn't authentic, like, why would he go on The Bachelor? You know, we all have our own messes. Why are you bringing us into yours? And, like, the only sympathy I really have for anyone is the one that he picked, Cassie, Casey. Um, you know, because that's, like, two years after the show that they were together. You know, like, two years is a lot, especially when you're supposedly spending time with who you think is going to be the one. Like, I know shit happens, but I always feel bad when, like, the shit happens and it's been such a long time. You know, when you're young, it's fine. Honestly, when you're young, it's fine, buddy, get over it. Or a girl, get over it. But I'm sure they were older. I could be wrong. You never know with The Bachelor. Like, some seasons there are people that are normal age, and then you get some really young-ass people on the show, and you're just like, why the fuck is a 21-year-old coming onto this show? But, <laughs> yeah, she's a 21-year-old, and apparently she's like an influencer. Like, ooh, that's really screaming uh, wife material. Um <laughs> But I do have sympathy for Casey, you know, like I said. What I will say, you know, I'm going to get the nice out first. You know, people were mad that he did the show. Well, we still have a long way to go when it comes to equality, okay, people? Let's just remember, 10 years ago, we weren't even discussing any gay, woman, or black rights. Not just even black, just race, culture, equality in general, right? We have not discussed all those three topics as much as we have discussed them in the last two years, okay? But I didn't care for the interview. I really didn't. It seemed very orchestrated. Like, I'm sorry, Robin Roberts, you don't just do any interview. And I do believe this interview was beneath you because this isn't like, to me, any groundbreaking headlines that needed a prime, that basically needed a fucking morning special. Like, Anyways, uh, yeah, like, sorry, I don't feel like it needed a morning special. And, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but this all could have just been done on an Instagram live and then maybe a beautiful post on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can get maybe, you know, Casey and maybe you can get Chris Harris. Oh, maybe not Chris Harrison right now because he's kind of, he's, he's, He's been quiet. He's not canceled yet. He's just been shunned from speaking for a while. Um, <laughs> you know, you can get your fellow bachelor and bachelorettes to sort of like, you know, repost it. And honestly, I feel like it would have been, it would have broke headlines regardless because it's the first of that bachelor franchise. And to be brutally honest with you, I bet you there are a lot of men and women on there that were gay. I'm going to say it. I'm sure there was a lot. Not a lot. I'm not saying a majority. I'm saying I'm sure there was a good number of people. That are probably, you know, gay or lesbian in real life. And then they go on the show. I'm going to say it. I am going to say it. Because, you know, he was trending. And even like I said, he would have trended regardless. Most people didn't even know who he was. You know. And also, him, like, okay, Colton. Just like many, many other people that go on to The Bachelor. Are literally, I will say especially in the more recent seasons. Like, after the... What's his name? Um, uh, Melissa, Molly, and Mike season. Like, we really got to see how the Bachelor and Bachelor could really propel your career in Hollywood and give it longevity. Like, Melissa went on to do things. What was her name? Jillian. Or Ju Jillian went on to do, like, Love It or List It. Um, uh, Rachel went on to do shows like the... Um, 
uh, the 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 unfriended show on MTV, um, the one where like friends just randomly ghost you, um, and so on and so on. Right? Basically, I don't have much sympathy for Colton if he, you know, for putting himself in the situation because if you know, if you know, I, I, I if you you know what the show's about, it's not brand new. This isn't new. The whole reality TV thing isn't new. I believe he, as like everyone else, just wanted fame and popularity. And, you know, maybe he thought, you know, going on the show could be straight as well. But you know that the show is most likely not going to find you love. So <laughs> I feel like, you know, he might, maybe he was shocked he got that offer, but he knew he couldn't turn down that offer. <sighs> okay. I'm rambling, but I I am I'm at, I am more against him than I should be, you know. I do feel like with his Netflix show, you know, about him filming about living his life authentically himself, you know, I do believe because this all just feels so orchestrated that it's just going to get give him like after this Netflix show, I could see if that does really well, they will probably give him his own dating show. And it's going to be like finding love the right way this time. Like I can picture the trailer right now. You're not going to be able to restrain yourself from watching this. Some bullshit like that. You know how they do. It's always some cheesy ass lines. And I think he's, like I said, I think he is definitely less than smart. If he thought going on the show like bachelor or bachelorette to find love. Sorry. I definitely think he's less than smart. I'm trying to be nice. If he thought he was going to go on that show to find love. And then, and then there's just the pure fact that if, if there's going to be a first gay guy to have a dating show, I don't want it to be him. There are so many other people you could choose from with better storylines that are more interesting. Like, I don't want to come across as taking away his truth of coming out because we'll see that on Netflix. Okay. That's probably what the Netflix show is going to be about. I believe Kess, Gus Kentworthy, the Olympian, um, is going to be a part of that as well. And I like Gus Kentworthy. I really do. I think he, he, if anything, he makes the show more interesting and more like he makes me want to watch that show, whatever that show is going to be, rather than Colton. But I'm just saying I'm not here for it. I smell a stunt. I smell very orchestrated. I mean, I think it's great that he's coming out. And I know that, yes, it does. People do come out, la out later in life still. It is not all that young ages anymore, which is great. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying we still have a long ways to go when it comes to that. But, um, yeah, I probably will give him one episode of that Netflix show. But. I just don't I just don't like him. I just see him as a fame hungry bitch, just like every other bachelor and bachelorette. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna say. And that's all I'm gonna say. And uh yeah, we're gonna move on. And yes, we're moving on. And you know what story I'm not gonna do? I am not gonna talk about Prince Harry and Prince William because I don't give a shit. May Prince Oh my god, what's his name? Oh my god. Not Philip. Prince Philip, rest in peace. But I, other than that, I do not give a shit about the story. All I'll say is it's probably a good thing that Meghan is pregnant because right now most of England hates her guts because a lot of the people are still devoted to the crown. And that is that, okay? Actually, I'm just realizing this is turning out to be a more love episode because my next story is about how j-lo actually does have a brain 
You know what? I I I don't think J Lo's stupid. I think J Lo's very smart. She's gone. She has gone this far in her career in a place that you know the majority of people wish they could be at. You know, from acting to singing to producing to movies to television to, um, you know, judging on shows and you know perfume deals and concert tour like world tours. You know, this woman has done it all, but. She has finally broken up with A-Rod. And I knew this was going to happen. I mean, like I said last episode, you know, it was very obvious the way she has been posting. Um, I didn't even know about the post that she did without her wedding, wedding ring, like just like a day or two before they announced. But, you know, she was she did that um, literally after the whole scandal broke of the cheating. You know, she had done that post of her in the pool, like jamming to Diddy and like. You know, she's done provocative posts, and then she had this whole magazine spread of exes talking about her. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I was very, you know, proud of her. I will say, though, and I was discussing this with my good friend, and she, you know, she did remind me of a few things as well that I completely I completely forgot existed because I had never looked into them when it had come out. Um, and one of those things, I'm just going to move the mic, guys. Give me one sec. <laughs> trying to be conscious of the fact that I hit this microphone and I play with this microphone as I talk. But um, one of the things was, um, oh, my God, what was I going to say? Yes, there was a cheating. And yes, I did talk about how, you know, apparently Alex had been doing this for months and months. But... You know, that whole marriage thing, I always thought of, like, what would have been preventing her from getting married if she hadn't known about this cheating? And I was reminded that Alex does have a pending lawsuit that could, you know, may possibly face him, you know, up to three years in whatever jail or prison. And then I had to look it up and I forgot to look it up when I was preparing for this episode, but I forgot that he does have this brother-in-law. So his uh, ex-wife, well, obviously we know what a brother-in-law, but apparently he seeks, uh, he was seeking millions of dollars because uh, apparently, Adrod had profited from like this hurricane relief fund. Um, apparently, also when he was married to his wife um, in 2003, uh, Arod and the brother-in-law had like joined in on some sort of like real estate business relationship. Um, and uh, when the marriage started to go down, like or start to fall apart so did the relationship with the brother-in-law and ultimately what happened was he apparently sort of like liquidated the company and like sold it off to somebody else and um actually if i'm not mistaken i did read that in 2008 before he did that whole like liquidation he kicked the brother or the brother-in-law out of the office and um uh and so he was suing and apparently in the lawsuit I had read that through racketeering, according to the lawyers, um, A-Rod and his co-whatever, I guess, co-conspirators, um, had caused the brother-in-law many millions of dollars in damages. So, I mean, that is not an easy lawsuit, and I know no one's talking about it. I don't know if it really has gone far yet, but I do know that this was announced not too long ago. Um, and it had been a small, quiet, quiet conversation, but, uh, I do, but, you know, when I actually Googled it, I was like, oh, there's a lot of news outlets that have actually, um, written, 
you know, a lot of articles about this. So I didn't really look into a lot of the articles. I just really wanted to get the gist of it because, you know, I was reminded, you know, he did do Cameron Diaz dirty and all that stuff. And, you know, my good Chica, you know, she, you know, she, I actually was very positive about them getting together. I felt like for JLo, this was the perfect man for her because she needs someone on her level, both financially, career-wise, you know, um, she like both of them are were equally famous okay obviously JLo was more famous but equally successful and he already had kids and she already had kids so and that and that is important too because you know I don't think JLo now wants to probably have more kids you know her body's banging her her career is great I don't think she really you know ha has the need or the want for kids and A-Rod I think even has more kids than JLo I don't think A-Rod at his age you know wants to be you know changing diapers not like they ever fucking change a diaper but you know in our minds as regular people you know change the diapers be there the feeding the late nights the waking up the you know the cradling of the the carriage or whatever and all that nonsense not nonsense but you know what i mean <laughs> i'm gonna be a great father one day if if i'm if i'll ever be a father um <laughs> but anyways i'm just very proud of j-lo for once I, I i'm not gonna say anything too shady i'll just say that i just realized that that could have been another reason why you know uh they never got married and then you know add this on top of it i just think she probably realized uh the dating or the cheating she probably can get over. And at first I had a hard time believing it. And, but then I was like, you know what? You're probably right. You know, something is just something about being that rich and having power to do whatever the fuck you want. When both of you are equally there. I mean, it's possible JLo could have screwed, you know, the assistant on set. What do you call him? I don't fucking know. <laughs> One of the little assistants that, you know, the bagel boys or whatever. <laughs> You know, she could have screwed them in the in, in her trailer. And A-Rod, I mean, hello, they both have private jets. It's not hard to, you know, become part of the Mile High Club and whatnot. So, anyways, I'm proud of J-Lo. And uh, A-Rod, you are actually one of the saddest human beings because nobody needed you. Like, who are you? Like, how, like... Like, you were a grown-ass man, and literally the day that they announced the breakup, he had, like, this grayscale story of, like, you know, photos of the kids together and J-Lo. Well, you know what, A-Rod? You are a fool. You are a fool. You could have had the perfect life together, and you and your ego and your, you know, actually, we're just going to say ego and probably small balls, you know, screwed it all up for yourself. J-Lo's fine. She's going to go on. She doesn't have any lawsuits. And if she does, it's probably all bullshit lawsuits anyways. Until I see one that, you know, or unless I remember one that's that had actual importance. You know, right now, your lawsuit, that is some bold claims that he's making. And I believe, I actually, like, just reading the article, I believed it. Like, the timeline, his ego, you know, he was known for being a dick, too, as much as we loved him as an athlete. I mean, I could give a shit if you're an athlete. Uh. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, anyways, okay, I have, I, I'm not able to just have smooth transitions and sorry if I keep sounding muffled, I keep having to like wipe my eyes, like allergies kicked in and then, you know, I have the braces, so it, I can't articulate properly all the time. Sometimes my mouth just feels like it goes numb. 
<laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but it does. Um, and just like I reveal sometimes unnecessary facts about myself, I still will never understand how some people post all their business on social media. But I'm not going to complain this time. This not is a story. This not a story of complaints, because this next story is filling up my episode. <laughs> so this woman. Um, her boyfriend got her one of those DNA tests, you know, like the ancestry, I guess. Um, and, and the other, the millions of other tests that you can do. And they got it as a fun gift. But of course, you know, like life, because life can't just be fun and simple. There's a, there was a shocking discovery when they got the results. And as you probably can already guess where this is going, they found out, or sorry, the site determined that they were most likely to be third cousins, which if I'm not mistaken, means that um, they're related by great-great-grandparents, okay? But then the girlfriend, because obviously the, the, the I'm sorry, the man in the situation is not going to look that much further into this. <laughs> the girlfriend that did, did some digging and found out on her dad's side, they were actually related uh, and were actually second cousins, Okay, um, now from the video, it did sound like they did break up. Thank God, because, okay. I, okay, for me, second, third, fourth, fifth, I don't care. You say cousins, we can't date. Third cousins, you know, I was, you know, reading comments and I was like, okay, fine. I can, I guess I can see you guys where you're going with this of the third cousins aren't really related. But the second you start saying first and second, Okay, obviously first is literally home. <laughs> Second is pretty fucking close to home. So I still have a problem with third. And like I said, I mean, obviously nobody talks about their fourth and fifth cousins because who who the hell knows their family tree that well? Especially if you come from a big-ass motherfucking family. At some point, you're all just cousins, right? But, <laughs> but I don't care. I Just the thought of anyone saying or anyone telling me that whoever I'm dating, whoever I'm with that were cousins, it just makes me want to, it makes me want to throw up. Like it makes me want to do a cleanse to like clean out the insides. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll drink a bucket of holy water. I'll drink a whole bowl of communion. I don't, I don't care. Just like make me pure again. <laughs> because it's just like ha huh. um and i know the sad thing is i feel like this happens a lot more than people admit to and like i get it like in in some not weird way in some crazy way you know it's it's actually true that we are all somehow related right there we all at some point will probably find some some relation in our family tree but I can't. And you know what? I don't think I could ever experience this with anybody on my mom's side, the Greek side, because that big Greek family and shit, you at weddings, you invite people that you forget you're not even related to, but because, you know, 60 years ago, they were in the same village as you and y'all emigrated to Canada. You know, it's basically like we're family. So you just call everybody Thea and Theo. <laughs> like if you told me you're Greek, you know, um, maybe I would just do a quick check. I would, I would do a quick check on your name. And if the name didn't ring any bells, you know, I would, you know, I would do my searches because people like, you know, people, some people more than others have more of their truth on social media. So sometimes you can do five degrees of separation. Um, on my other side though, the Finnish side, you know, 
because sometimes I hear these stories about people dating and I have to remind myself, it's not just like the white, white people that like only talk about their first cousins <laughs> because I was going to go there and I was like, like I said, this probably happens more than we like to admit, but my Finnish side where I only knew my first cousins or I only know my first cousin, sorry. I'm like, um, you tell me you're finished and all the alarms are going off. All the alarms are going off in my head until I can confirm you are not related to me. And if I cannot confirm, I am sorry. Um, I'm not, I will not be giving you the final rose this week. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. You know, what's actually funny. I remember this girl in high school. I swear it came out. I don't even know why, you know, and in high school, I don't even know how it came out. You know what? I think it was a friend that was jealous because he also was really into her. I'm trying not to say names. So there was this girl. It came out that she was dating like a cousin of hers, but they were like, oh, like they're far separated. But again, they were cousins. And to this day, oh, I wish I just, I wish I asked my friends about this story because they would know better than me. But it just that thought at high school, at high school, could you imagine you're just forming, you're just growing, and then you get traumatized because you find out. And I don't even know if they broke up right away because I guess they were confirmed. Anyways, I don't know. That story, they should have shut down, down, shut that story down. If it was me, I would have made sure everybody knew we were not cousins. But I think it was probably, I think I found out through um, a, a mutual friend mind you, I say mutual friend loosely, but he was like super into her. And I think he was the one that told me because we had class together. And I think this happened in like grade nine or 10 or something like that, because it was, I think it was grade 10. Cause I remember being like, excuse me, your cousin girl, you have your whole life ahead of you. You can find somebody else. And that's all I'm going to say about her because she was one of those girls. I'll never forget it walked turned the corner walked down the hall and you know guys being guys are like whatever right <laughs> unless like unless she's looking you know unless she's looking revealing like no one's gonna like no one's gonna look at her but every female in the, on that hallway i will never forget the silence and then the dirty dirty like we're talking like dirty <laughs> ass looks that I can never forget. Like if the hills have eyes, man. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, I know this has been a long episode. I know I had to get my Shonda Rhimes love out of the way. I do hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. That's all I'm going to talk about. I can't talk about ancestral relationships anymore. <laughs> Speaking of the Royals, um, <laughs> Anyways, guys, I, I'll never, I never prepare on how I'm going to end an episode. So hopefully one day I'll have a really great ending. But like I always say, stay loud and proud. And until next week, guys, be kind.